multi-talented Picardiska Terzia. I don't know how um, a group of guys could make so much sound with just their voices. They're, obviously, that's one of the many reasons that they're very popular in Ukraine and continue to be around. They've been around for a long time. That song that you just heard is called Moya Lyubo, My Love, and that was recorded oh, back in 1999 on an album called Ja Pridumayu Svit and Again, that was Moya Lyubo. That was Picardiska Terzia. Dobri večer, dorahi radio suhači, tavitaju vas vsih na radio programu Naš Holos, radio Krinskoho Korinja, kotra podjetje vam, jak svičajno, što sobote o šosti hodeni na bohatomovni radio stanci AM 1320 CHMB u misti Vancouveri i pomereži PCJ Radio Mižnorodnemu.
Pri mikrofoni Pavlina Makwari, diakuju šćorišale per buti zimnoju nastupnu hodenu, ma mamo dušici kavi novene nasjednišnji prošami. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you here on AM 1320, CHMB Vancouver and in international syndication on PCJ Radio International. I'm your host, Paula Demchuk-McQuarrie, Pukadinska Pavlina, and I'm delighted to have you with me. Today we've got a great interview on Ukrainian Jewish heritage with Dr. Ihor Strupak. Uh, is, he is an eminent scholar and um, an educator. It's actually one of those people that is changing a country, and much for the better. So uh, he'll be telling us a little bit about his current project, which is his second PhD thesis, and it is all about uh, Ukrainians who rescued Jews during the Holocaust. So stay tuned for that. As well, we've got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music, and Coming up next is uh, Closer to Home, a group from Winnipeg. They are called Shum, and uh, this is their rendition of a Canadian classic written by Ron Kahoot. It is the story of the Cossacks, Fly Cossack. <laughs>
Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochenkoFoundation.com.
popular and prolific group from Edmonton called Millennia. That is from their CD Bratia, which means brothers, and that is their third CD. And that song was called Yihale Kozake. Here come the Cossacks, also known as Halya. A very sad story of, um, it's a moral in that story. Uh, Listen to your mom, stay close to home, and don't go asking for trouble. At least that's how I interpret it. (laughs) Anyways, again, that was Millennia from Edmonton and uh, just heard from uh, Ryan in an email. And uh, he told me that they've just released another CD. This is actually their fifth. It'll be called Budmohe. And uh, he's uh, sending it in the mail. We'll be sharing some music uh, with you from that CD, probably all of it, like (laughs) all their other four CDs. And uh, maybe we'll have a little chat with uh, Ryan and the boys as well in the very near future. So stay tuned for that. Meanwhile, here is another Edmonton group, and they are called Euphoria. This is from their first CD, which they released a year ago this past summer. And it is an interesting arrangement um, of uh, Ivasuk classic, Yapiduv de la Quijote, Into the Hills. Yeah, I'm gonna make you 
And a very unusual, extremely successful and popular group from Ukraine called Dacha Bracha. And they bill themselves as a world music quartet. And they have been here on the uh, West Coast in the past. And they are coming back. They will be in Duncan on Vancouver Island on Sunday, October 20th at the Cowichan Performing Arts Centre. And if you happen to tune in to the Nanaimo edition of Nash Holos on Wednesday, October 16th, I'll be giving away a pair of uh, two pairs of tickets to that show. So make sure that you tune in and call in to win a pair of free tickets to see Dacha Bracha at the Cowichan Performing Arts Centre in Duncan on Sunday, October 20th at 7.30 p.m. This is CHMB, AM 1320, Vancouver. And now for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario.
1963, the World Holocaust Remembrance Center, Yad Vashem, established a worldwide project to grant the title of Righteous Among the Nations to non-Jews who helped save Jewish lives during the Holocaust. To this end, Yad Vashem established a rigorous examination process before conveying the honor and commemorating the names on the Mount of Remembrance in Jerusalem. In Eastern Europe, Ukrainians, Poles, and others have received the honor of being named righteous among the nations. But shifting borders caused by political upheaval before, during, and after the Second World War sometimes made it difficult to properly identify the ethnicity of those being honored. Dr. Ihor Stupak is the director of the Takuma Ukrainian Institute for Holocaust Studies, the largest Jewish institution in Ukraine dedicated to Jewish history, located in the Menorah Center in Dnipro, Ukraine. He's the author of over 120 scientific works in the field and a member of the Ukrainian government's working group on upgrading educational programs and history textbooks. He has published several history textbooks, one of which has been adopted by the majority of schools throughout Ukraine today. Dr. Stupak holds dual citizenship in Canada as well as Ukraine, his country of birth, and he works closely with the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, the Ukrainian Canadian Resource Development Center, and the Canadian Institute for Ukrainian Studies here in Canada. He's currently researching the misidentification of Ukrainians as Poles who saved Jews during the Holocaust in his work toward his second PhD. He kindly took time out of his very busy schedule to tell us a bit about his work and his research. Dr. Stupak, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Thank you very much for this introduction. Uh, but uh, first of all, I'd like to apologize for my broken English. Although this date of Russian aggression against Ukraine is better to speak broken English than sophisticated Russian. You bet. <laughs> <laughs> And yes, you are right. Uh, I'm director of Kuma Institute, but not only. I'm director of Museum Jewish Memory and Holocaust in Ukraine. Ah. This museum was opened in uh, 2012, and its biggest museum dedicated to Jewish history, Jewish memory, and Holocaust in the context of Jewish history in Ukraine. And uh, I live in Dnipro and uh, in Toronto. Um, in 2002, I immigrated to Canada, and now I'm a dual citizen of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, my biggest project now in Dnipro, you're right, because uh, Dnipro is an official Jewish capital of Ukraine. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And the center of Holocaust studies in Ukraine, thanks to Kuma Institute and uh, Museum uh, Jewish Memory and Holocaust in Ukraine. And we have um, different aspects, different uh, directions of our activity. First of all, it's scholarly work. Uh, we organize conferences and seminars, and we publish books. Every year, we publish 10, 12, 15 book monographies oh. uh, and articles and special scholarly journal, Holocaust Studies, Ukrainian Focus. Oh. Uh, and um, we organize educational work, first of all, with Ukrainian teachers, mm-hmm. because uh, from uh, my opinion, and not only my opinion, teachers are multiplicators for share information about Holocaust and Holocaust lessons, and etc. And mm-hmm. uh, we organize public events and mobile uh, museum uh, oh. exhibitions in Ukraine, and not only, we have about exhibits in Brussels, in the Yevra Parliament, in the United Nations office in New York, and etc. Et oh my, wow. That's a lot of mobile locations. You mentioned that you do publications as well. Um, many publications we publish dedicate to righteous amount nations. It's a very important subject of our activities. For example, in 2016, we realized a reference book of Ukrainian rescues of Jews during the Holocaust. It contains information about all the inhabitants of Ukraine recognized as right based on the Yadvashem date and uh, our own research. And the introduction article to this guide is very important. It is called a book about those who return people's confidence. This 
philosophical and deep article wrote Miroslav Marinovich, our friend and partner, uh, you know, he's director of Ukrainian Catholic University, right. uh, former dissident and uh, one of the Ukrainian Helsinki Union founder. But he published different books dedicated to Holocaust, general questions, and dedicated to uh, different aspects of Second World War and relationships between different ethnic groups, etc. And special point, I am also of textbooks for public schools of Ukraine, and I'm winner of all Ukrainian competitions for textbook for regular public school. And uh, on this year, for example, Ministry of Education and Science of Ukraine published my book for last place of public school and world history and history of Ukraine, and etc., etc. It's very important because, for example, in this year, we published 300 thousand copies of this textbook, uh, and uh, it's a real possibility for uh, influence to young generation and etc. Oh, definitely. Um, the focus of your second PhD is if one isn't enough, you have to go for a second one, and you're focusing on the Ukrainian righteous among the nations. Yeah, but not only. The subject of my second dissertation, my second uh, thesis, Ukrainian rescues of Jews during the Holocaust. Not only righteous amount nations, oh. including righteous amount nations, but not only. And I'd like to say a few words about this definition, because okay. uh, terminology is an important issue in the study of the phenomenon of rescue Jews from the Holocaust on the territory of Ukraine. Okay. Now, in the public Space, uh, we have three terms, three definitions. First of all, uh, righteous amount nations. This title uh, given by Yad Vashem. And in public space, we have a title righteous of Ukraine and righteous of Babi Yar. But we know about Ukrainians, uh, Poles, and uh, representatives of other ethnic groups who don't have this official title. But I know from different documents, first of all, from Lviv State Archive, about heroism of people trying to rescue Jews on the period of Second World War. Uh-huh. You know, by the way, the first person linked to Ukrainian righteous was Olena Vita, Greek Catholic mother superior and member of Organization of Ukrainian Nationalists. Olena Viter sheltered Jewish children from the Nazis in Lviv orphanage, which was under her care uh, during the years of German occupation. Before Olena Viter, there also were Ukrainian representatives whose names were written as Polish or USSR citizens. In 1976, Olena insisted that Ukraine should be written as pure. Motherland. And now, you know, we have official table of Yad Vashem about different righteous nations from different countries. And uh, the country number one is Poland, um, you know, more than 6,400 righteous. Second place, Holland, uh, Netherlands, mm-hmm. 5,600. France, number three, more than 4,000. And Ukraine, place number four, 2,600 and more. But specific on the research is problematic because the work on the search in Ukrainian righteous among the nations was not active before the collapse of the Soviet communist system. Mm-hmm. I found only 160 righteous before 1991. Oh. And from 1991 until now, almost 2,500. But, however, we understand that after 1991, much less living witnesses of the Holocaust and the rescues are left. It is obvious that the actual number of Ukrainian rescues significantly exceeds the official Yad Vashem date. That's interesting. Uh, now, you said 160 up to 1991, 
And then after yeah. after 1991, 2,500. So why is this question of the righteous among the nations and even those that aren't yet honored that way, why is this so important to you and, and your colleagues? First of all, I'm a Ukrainian Jew, mm-hmm. and it's my honor to research this uh, problematic. I'd like to say thanks to these Ukrainian heroes. It's my human task. I'm a historian, mm-hmm. and I, I have many questions to this problem. For example, who rescued the Jew of Ukraine? Ethnic... Uh, identity by uh, social and etc. was the reason of risk of life of family mm-hmm. children for rescue of other people rescue of Jews and it's very important for me Ukrainian and Canadian citizen and historian looking for answer to this questions it's very difficult mm-hmm. but uh, now I have my um, my opinions about this subject and I can say that more often the following categories of people were the rescues of Jews was first of all local Ukrainians Poles, uh, sometimes Russians who had Jewish related mm-hmm. husbands parents and mm-hmm. etc mm-hmm. second category is partisans and underground who perceived the rescue of the Jews as forms of resistance to the occupiers. Mm-hmm. Third group is inhabitants who were united with the Jews and the memory of the Jewish neighbors' uh, good deeds in critical situations. And I can give the example. In Vinnytsia region, the local Ukrainian peasants decided to help the Jews who during the years of collectivization stood up for a local priest. It was very important for oh. uh, Ukrainian population. Mm-hmm. Or the cases uh, of a Jewish rescue by Ukrainians were quite common because of religious beliefs, Christian attitude towards persecuted. But I have to admit that I don't have the answers for the main question about rescue's motivation. How could they risk the lives of their children? And I remember, I remember one of the rescued Jews during the interview, he said, I could give a beautiful answer, but I'll tell you that I have children and grandchildren who I love very much, most of all in the world. And in a similar situation, I could not risk for sake of others. And my rescue, she had five children who she also loved very much. Why should do this? I think she's just an angel. An angel? Angel, yeah. Aww. Angel. Angel from sky. Hmm. Then we talk about relationship between Ukrainian and Jewish population between different social, uh, religious groups, and etc. But the main point of Second World War was politics of totalitarian regimes, first of all, Nazi Germany and Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in general, it uh, should be emphasized that any Ukrainian political force or military organization did not stand up for the Jews during Shoah in Ukraine. But we have unique examples of heroism of concrete people. For example, Metropolitan Andrei Sheptitsky mm-hmm. or Omelan Koch and etc. And I'm satisfied because we created first hall dedicated to Metropolitan Andrei Sheptitsky in our museum. That's at the Menorah Center in Dnipro. You have, in the museum, you have um, uh, an exhibit dedicated to Metropolitan Sheptitsky. Yes. Wow. And uh, I'd like to say and make accent, it's first museum exhibition dedicated to Metropolitan Andrei Sheptitsky and hero life 
and a rest of Jews in Jewish museum. We have this first exhibition. But we have many other specific exhibitions because we want to show Jewish tragedy and Holocaust in the context of other genocide. Oh. For this reason, we organized a special exhibition dedicated to Holodomor, 1932-33, and different aspects of this genocide, including religion, social, ethnic, role of Jewish and Russian and Polish and Ukrainian persons in organizing of Holocaust. And we know main victims of Holodomor was Ukrainian ethnic population, mm-hmm. uh, some time in different areas, 90 and more percent. But it was not only Ukrainians in uh, small Jewish settled mm-hmm. uh, and uh, in German colonies was Jew or German. And my personal grandfather, Isaac Stupak, was a victim of Holodomor in Nikolaev Oblast. And uh, many members of my family was uh, victims of Holodomor. And we mm. organized this exhibition to show different aspects of genocide. And we organized first exhibition in Ukraine dedicated to tragedy on Roma population. Mm-hmm. And we organized exhibition dedicated to tragedy of Crimean Tatar in 1944 mm-hmm. uh, and other groups including Armenians of Crimea and the Bulgarian and etc. And we need to show general picture of world history and Ukrainian history and on this content to show Holocaust and Jewish history. And if we want to show tragedy of Holocaust, we need to show content of other genocide, first of all on Ukrainian territory. It's Holodomor and deportation of Crimean Tatar. And oh. uh, you know, it's necessary from scholarly conclusions of Raphael Lemkin. He oh. was author of definition, genocide. Right. And the subject of scholarly work of uh, Lemkin was Holodomor and Armenian genocide and Holocaust. Oh. And you know, he is author of the resolution of United Nations yes. about genocide after Second World War. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, Soviet Union had special politics against memory about uh, Holodomor and no Holodomor meaning in this conception. But we know about the uh, main reason of this conception and we can read, for example, different articles of Professor Serbin in Montreal mm-hmm. or <clears throat> Professor Kolchitsky in Ukraine and etc. Et I'm speaking with Dr. Ihor Stupak with the Takuma Ukrainian Institute, the largest Jewish institution in Ukraine dedicated to Jewish history. Dr. Stupak is the director of Takuma and also of a museum dedicated to the Holocaust in the context of other genocides. He is currently working on his second PhD, the focus of which is Ukrainians who rescued Jews during the Holocaust but were incorrectly identified in historical records. Dr. Stupak will tell us more about his research on them in the next episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage. So until then, thanks for listening and Shalom. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com.
And that is a local group called the Wheat in the Barley, and it is uh, Freilich, a Jewish circle dance from their CD after the battle that was recorded oh, quite a few years ago. Um, I got it shortly after. I actually ran into them. I didn't run, run into them. I heard them singing on BC Ferries and uh, had a chat with them, uh, the founder, Steve Ghidorah. And they are still around. They've uh, just released another CD, and you can find out all about them on their website, wheatinthebarley.com. You've been listening to Nosh Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio, our flagship show in Vancouver, coming to you Saturdays from 6 to 7 p.m. here on AM 1320 CHMB on the radio dial and online at am1320.com, as well in international syndication on PCJ Radio International. In between broadcasts, please visit us online at www.noshholos.com, where you'll find transcripts, archived audio files, interviews, uh, linked to the Nosh Holos podcast, and information about the show, including a reminder of when we air in Nanaimo on Wednesdays. And there's also a link to our Patreon site where you can support the show if you like. Again, that's www.nasholos.com. And our proverb of the week translates as, do not try to satisfy everybody, because nothing will be left for you. And with that, we've come to the end of our program, so we'll wrap it up with the Parkland Pioneers and the Parkland Polka. I'm Pavlina, on behalf of all of us here at Nosh Holos and AM 1320, thanks for listening, and Dobranich! enjoyed this edition of the show. If you're not yet a Patreon supporter of Nosh Holos, I hope you'll consider becoming one today, with the digital equivalent of a cup of coffee once or twice a month, or maybe even a snack or a meal. There's an option for every budget, and even a dollar a month tells me you value the show and my efforts to produce and bring it to you. Becoming a Patreon supporter will give you the opportunity to provide feedback to help improve the show, create cool swag to promote it, and swap ideas on how to promote Ukrainian culture in between broadcasts and podcasts. Your contribution will also help to preserve a well-established on-air and online venue of almost 30 years running to continue promoting Ukrainian culture and heritage long after I've retired, which will happen sooner rather than later. Your contribution will help that transition happen, and future generations will be able to enjoy the music and other Nasholos programming that you currently do. To become a Patreon supporter, just go to www.patreon.com and search for Nasholos. That's patron with an E, spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. 
or go to www.noshholos.com and click on the orange Patreon button on any page there. Thank you for listening and for your support. Shterodyakuyu. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you.